Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. Today is the 23rd day of July. Uh, I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you as we kind of buckle up and prepare for today's reading, allowing God's Word to speak to us as we do every day, just kind of calming our minds down. There's so much going on for each of us in our own ways. Just letting that kind of recede into the background it's not going away maybe when we come out of this time we'll look at it differently and so we just give ourselves permission invite the holy spirit to come as we take the next step forward through the scriptures this year this week we're reading from the english standard version and today second chronicles chapter 8 verse 11 through 10 verse 19 Solomon brought Pharaoh's daughter up from the city of David to the house that he had built for her. For he said, My wife shall not live in the house of David, king of Israel, for the places to which the ark of the Lord has come are holy. Then Solomon offered up burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of the Lord that he had built before the vestibule, as the duty of each day required offering according to the commandment of Moses for the Sabbaths, the new moons, and the three annual feasts, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Booths. According to the ruling of David, his father, he appointed the divisions of the priests for their service and the Levites for their offices of praise and ministry before the priests, as the duty of each day required and the gatekeepers in their divisions at each gate. For so David, the man of God, had commanded. And they did not turn aside from what the king had commanded the priests and Levites concerning any matter and concerning the treasuries. Thus was accomplished all the work of Solomon from the day the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid until it was finished. So the house of the Lord was completed. Then Solomon went to Ezion Geber and Elot on the shore of the sea in the land of Edom. And Hiram sent to him by the hand of his servants ships and servants familiar with the sea. And they went to Ophir together with the servants of Solomon and brought from there 450 talents of gold and brought it to King Solomon. Now when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, She came to Jerusalem to test him with hard questions, having a very great retinue and camels bearing spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she told him all that was on her mind. And Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing hidden from Solomon that he could not explain to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his officials and the attendance of his servants, and their clothing, his cupbearers and their clothing, and his burnt offerings that he offered at the house of the Lord. There was no more breath in her. And she said to the king, The report was true that I heard in my own land of your words and of your wisdom. But I did not believe the reports until I came and my own eyes had seen it. 
and behold, half the greatness of your wisdom was not told me. You surpass the report that I heard. Happy are your wives. Happy are these your servants who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God, who has delighted in you and set you on his throne as king for the Lord your God, because your God loved Israel and would establish them forever. He has made you king over them, that you may execute justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold and a very great quantity of spices and precious stones. There were no spices such as those that the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Moreover, the servants of Hiram and the servants of Solomon, who brought gold from Ophir, brought algum wood and precious stones. And the king made from the algum wood supports for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, lyres also, and harps for the singers. There never was seen the like of them before in the land of Judah. And King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all that she desired, whatever she asked besides what she brought to the king. So she turned and went back to her own land with her servants. Now the weight of the gold that came to Solomon in one year was 666 talents of gold, besides that which the explorers and merchants brought. And all the kings of Arabia and the governors of the land brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made 200 large shields of beaten gold. 600 shekels of beaten gold went into each shield. And he made 300 shields of beaten gold. 300 shekels of gold went into each shield. And the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. The king also made a great ivory throne and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps and a footstool of gold, which were attached to the throne. And on each side of the seat were armrests and two lions standing beside the armrests, while twelve lions stood there, one on each end of a step on the six steps. Nothing like it was ever made for any kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. Sulfur was not considered as anything in the days of Solomon, for the king's ships went to Tarshish with the servants of Hiram. Once every three years the ships of Tarshish used to come bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. Thus, King Solomon excelled all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. And all the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put into his mind. Every one of them brought his present, articles of silver and of gold, garments, myrrh, spices, horses, and mules, so much year by year. And Solomon had 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots, and 12,000 horsemen whom he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king in Jerusalem. And he ruled over all the kings from the Euphrates to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. 
and the king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stone. And he made cedar as plentiful as the sycamore of the Shephelah. And the horses were imported for Solomon from Egypt and from all lands. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon, from first to last, are they not written in the history of Nathan the prophet, and in the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite, and in the visions of Edo the seer concerning Jeroboam the son of Nebat? Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel forty years, and Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father. And Rehoboam, his son, reigned in his place. Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had come to Shechem to make him king. And as soon as Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, heard of it, for he was in Egypt where he had fled from King Solomon, then Jeroboam returned from Egypt, and they sent and called him. And Jeroboam and all Israel came and said to Rehoboam, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now therefore lighten the hard service of your father and his heavy yoke on us, and we will serve you. He said to them, Come to me again in three days. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men who had stood before Solomon his father while he was yet alive, saying, How do you advise me to answer this people? And they said to him, If you will be good to this people, and please them and speak good words to them, then they will be your servants forever. But he abandoned the counsel that the old men gave him, and took counsel with the young men who had grown up with him and stood before him. And he said to them, Would you advise that we answer this people who have said to me, Lighten the yoke that your father put on us? And the young men who had grown up with him said to him, Thus shall you speak to the people who said to you, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you lighten it for us. Thus shall you say to them, My little finger is thicker than my father's thighs. And now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king said, Come to me again the third day. And the king answered them harshly. And forsaking the counsel of the old men, King Rehoboam spoke to them according to the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to it. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, for it was a turn of affairs brought about by God, that the Lord might fulfill his word which he spoke by Ahijah the Shilonite to Jeroboam the son of Nebat. And when all Israel saw that the king did not listen to them, the people answered the king, What portion have we in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. Each of you to your tents, O Israel. Look now to your own house, David. 
So all Israel went to their tents. But Rehoboam reigned over the people of Israel who lived in the cities of Judah. Then King Rehoboam sent Hadoram, who was taskmaster over the forced labor, and the people of Israel stoned him to death with stones. And King Rehoboam quickly mounted his chariot to flee to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. Romans 8, 9-25 You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, Although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Psalm 18, 
16 through 36. He sent from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his rules were before me and his statutes I did not put away from me. I was blameless before him and I kept myself from my guilt. So the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. With the merciful you show yourself merciful. With the blameless man you show yourself blameless. With the purified you show yourself pure. And with the crooked you make yourself seem tortuous. For you save a humble people but the haughty eyes you bring down. For it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. And by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? The God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation, and your right hand supported me, and your gentleness made me great. You gave a wide place for my steps under me, and my feet did not slip. Proverbs 19, 26 He who does violence to his father and chases away his mother is a son who brings shame and reproach. Okay, so so we've been traveling with the Apostle Paul through this letter to the Romans and listening to him lay out his argument about the law and its purpose. And so today we reach this point we can start to see the implications of what this argument is and uh, and it should bring us unbelievable hope so paul says it's the spirit of god who raised jesus from the dead that lives in you okay can can we just sit with that for a second like can we 
Like, I, I know we're at the end here and we're kind of like getting ready to, you know, to move into prayers and, and, he, and, and move back into our day. But can we s- stay here for a second and slow down and, and let that uh, just kind of turn over in our minds? Because we'll hold it as a theological concept or some kind of metaphor and, and not as a reality that penetrates our hearts. Say this with me. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Uh, what else is there to say, my friends? What if we embrace that as a reality? What would change? I, I, we could because we know it. Like this is a famous passage. We we know this, but do we know this? Like, is this our reality? How could we ever feel abandoned by God ever again if we believed that the Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in me? Like, how could you be abandoned by the Spirit that lives within you? And if you take some time today to just meditate upon that alone, it's the Spirit of God that's in me. The Spirit of God Almighty lives within me. Like, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know the right words to use to describe the, the magnificence of what we're talking about here, the, the, the monumental shift of what, what that would mean. If we were continually aware of it, if we just meditate upon this one thing today and just think of the implications, just look at all of the different anxieties, and I'm speaking to myself here, and all the different obligations and responsibilities, like like my life is no less chaotic than your life, and I have no, <laughs> no, I have no fewer invitations to lose it than you do. So if we just actually took some time today to think about all of the different things that seem to be flying at us like bullets, all the anxieties that we have inside that are just churning in there, and consider the implications of what Paul has told us, the Spirit of God, the the same one that raised Jesus to life from death, after being brutally crucified, as we witnessed in the gospel, that same spirit lives in me. It's like, it's like the biggest game changer you could possibly imagine. So why why aren't we living like this? Because we're choosing not to. We're choosing other voices. We're choosing our own voice. Uh, or we're choosing the voices of other people over the voice of the spirit within us. And frankly, uh, we're going to be obedient to whatever we have submitted ourselves to. So let's consider today when the anxiety begins to churn up or when the depression seems to come down like a low-hanging cloud around our head. Let's consider whose voice we're listening to. Because the reality remains the reality. If we are in Christ, then the Spirit of God who raised Christ 
from the dead lives in you. So Holy Spirit, we invite you into that because it's your spirit that we're talking about here and you are never not available to us. You have not abandoned us. You are within us. And, and we, we acknowledge like there's a lot of voices going on inside of our heads at any given time. Like there's all kinds of things that pull us, whether it's the voice of fear or, or the voice of judgment or whatever. We're looking for your voice and your voice alone to lead us into all truth, to illuminate our path, to lead us on the narrow path that leads to life. We're looking for your voice and your voice alone. And so help us to silence the voices that are within us and reveal to us the voices that are outside of us that we're giving a place that they do not deserve and show us how to silence that. We want to hear you. We want to walk with you and enjoy this life in you. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It's... Uh, it's where you find out what's happening around here. The Daily Audio Bible shop lives there. Uh, all of the different links to connect to different places uh, with the Daily Audio Bible on social media. That can be found there in the community section. Uh, the prayer wall is there, of course, where people are praying for one another and asking for prayer on an ongoing, continual basis. Uh, so, that, so that's a good thing to, to be aware of and, and uh, participate in. So that's all available at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can access these things as well by pushing the, uh, the drawer icon in the upper left-hand corner. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com as well. There's a link on the homepage. If you're using uh, the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner or... If you prefer the mail, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, we are a loving community. We, oh, we're on this journey together. We're in this together. And now we love one another well uh, here around the global campfire. So... If you're carrying burdens that are best not carried alone, then there's a number you can dial, 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello, DAB family. This is Terry the Trucker. It's Wednesday. Uh, the 17th. I just wanted to call and say that uh, just got out of therapy. Things are looking really good. Uh, I believe I got about two weeks, maybe two weeks, two and a half weeks left of therapy. Uh, I asked for continued prayer that the doctor release me uh, and everything will be good to go back to work. Also, want to let everybody uh, ask everybody to pray for. I registered for the uh, family reunion. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, 
pray pray that everything works out. Uh, the way I'm going to be able to get there is uh, be back to work and and get a run out that way and be able to take the weekend off and, and spend the time out there for the reunion. And then after the reunion, go on to, to start delivering for Tuesday and Wednesday. So I just ask that y'all keep that in prayer that everything falls into place. And thanks for, for Cherry for for helping me. She's the one that made it possible. just want to give a big shout out to her and say thank you. And to Greg, y'all are in my prayers. Everybody's in my prayers. Everybody that calls in and even pray for those that don't call in, that, that I know that are listening, that have issues in their life. We all have issues and seasons and things that we feel are petty and we don't need prayer for. Prayer is not a petty thing. If it's an issue in your life, God says, bring your burdens to me. If you're heavy laden, bring them to me and I will give you rest. So that's what we do. So y'all that think it's petty, y'all, don't, don't. Don't be scared, don't be shy or ashamed to ask for prayer, no matter what it is. Y'all have a blessed day, and thank you for all the prayers and the support. Goodbye. Father, it's July 18th, and after listening to the last couple of days of Romans, and even a tidbit in Chronicles, I'm reminded of how grateful I am for Brian and the Daily Audio Bible Ministry. This is my eighth year, and you continue to encourage me and bring me joy from discovering what you, Lord, have to say yourself. I ask that everyone that comes in contact with this will take their blinders off, that you will remove their blinders of all their past religion, um, things they've been told and taught by preachers, pastors, parents, and read it for themselves, and that you will reveal your truth and the freedom of living in faith with you yourself. This is why I'll always support this ministry financially, This is why I'll always share this with others as my main evangelical tool, because your word speaks truth. And I just pray that everybody out there will discover. I believe this is why you've blessed this ministry, because this is the most exact representation of your church in the world, I believe. When you hear people pray, you hear children pray like today. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for Brian. Bless him and his family and this ministry may continue to prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, my name is Bridget Kong from Laronda, Louisiana. I'm calling for a special prayer request for my aunt Janelle. Um, she's having some issues, um, some neurological issues. It's undetermined what's going on with her now. Um, suddenly came on to her. She's doing some testing today and an MRI, and we're hoping for positive results of MRI of the brain, and we really need some positive results and some prayers from you all. Um, I listen every day. Thank you, Brian. Thank all of you. I love all of you, and I just love, love being connected to this. I just really appreciate your prayers for her, um, and thank you all very much, and may God bless you all each day. Hi, guys. This is Preston from Sunnyvale, California. Um, I am calling for Suzanne from Albuquerque. 
Donna from SoCal, from Southern California, and Grace's boyfriend. I, too, am uh, looking for work right now, and uh, so I uh, would like to offer them up in prayer, and uh, so I have a few scriptures I'd like to read. Um, first is Philippians uh, 4, verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Psalm 90, verse 17. But the favor of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And then lastly, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Father, I just um, we thank you for the opportunity to spend time in your word today. Um, we thank you for this opportunity to look for work so that um, you may feed us, Father. And uh, we just um, we uh, lift up Suzanne from Albuquerque, Donna from Southern California, and Grace's boyfriend as they um, as they search for work. That uh, you just glorify that um, that process and glorify me as well as we search for work. In your precious name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.